2: <laughs> what has happened? <laughs>
0: Put an overlay on.
2: Oh, and the wrong one. No, I haven't. Hello, ladies. Hey! there hey. Why, why do you get big picture? There we go.
1: Because he is the captain now.
2: That's there we better. Go, that's better. Welcome, one and all, to the Fallout Bar. We are back, and with myself, Tam, and Dob, I'm going to talk to you through all the action from day one of the Grand Slam of Darts. Um, before we do, Tam, Dob, how are you both doing? I'm all right, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not
1: too bad. It's been a while since I've done one of these, so it's good, it's good to be back. It's been a good day as well
2: you Dob. Been a good day, but been a long day,
0: um, obviously, for, for big reasons, uh, in <laughs> Reading, um, at the World Seniors as well, um, hoping the weekend continues in good vein though, I am playing Cam in Fantasy Football this weekend and I'm kicking his backside.
1: You are, because I forgot to do my team before Thursday night's game and I,
0: <laughs> I
1: had two players that did very, very badly.
0: Yeah, um, plus your tight end didn't even play while you got Kelsey on the bench. Uh, and yeah. Nixon's still in your side, so cheers up the Lucas, Yeah.
2: There is plenty of time um, tomorrow to talk about your fancy football team, gents, but there's been so much dance <laughs> that we can't progress <laughs> this evening. But before we go into uh, the Grand Slam, uh, Dob, I'm going to pass it over to you to talk us through what has been, from what I've seen from the streaming or the social media updates, what has been a fantastic first day of qualifiers uh, for the seniors. So if you could fire us in with an update of what we've seen from Reading. My time to shine boys. Yeah look
0: it's been a great two days after my um, travel escapades to finally arrive in Reading last night. Left Nottingham at midday, got into the city at five to five. um, Got to the venue about half five. Very stressed, very Tired, worn out a little bit, but we got through it last night. We had a Money in Money Out qualifier, uh, not qualifier, flyer, um, that was won by Colin McGarry. Great final against Jim McEwen. Obviously, nobody, um, qualified for the world seniors last night, but it was really good just to have that many people in the room. Normally, at a flyer, these sort of events, you get about 30 or 40 people from the field. We had 98 out of the 128 that registered their interest to turn up for the world seniors qualifier, turn up for the flyer. So, That was really, really great. It was a great atmosphere to start that. And then obviously today, on to the big, big moment. Richie Housen is the first man to qualify for the World Seniors through the qualifiers. Um, Fantastic performance from him all day. Started off the day by beating Ronnie Baxter. Then he beat Paul Holloway, who uh, made the last four of the Flyer the night before. Um, He beat Mark Hilton. He beat um, Brian Dawson. He beat Colin McGarry. And then he beat Ian Moss in a fantastic final up on stage. So he is the first man through. Um, plenty of big names were in. Plenty of big names struggled. Andy Jenkins lost early. Uh, he lost in the last 1-2-8. Actually, there's a few players that got by straight into the 64. But Jenks had a 1-2-8 match against Matt Clark, which is a really, really tough game for him. So he'll be hoping to go better tomorrow. Kevin Bernessi found himself into the quarterfinals, maybe even the semifinals. Actually, it's been such a long day. Struggling to remember where some of these players fell. Chris Mason in the flyer last night. After saying he was going to do absolutely nothing, Rocks up. First game, throws 100 average. Backs it up with a not-a-great performance. Third game, 102 average. And then he lost to Jim McEwen in a great game as well. So Mace has definitely got the game if he's going to um, turn up and show it. And a few others still loitering, lingering. And perhaps we'll be looking to give it a go on the Sunday. So, yeah, a really great um, weekend so far. Another day to go. My feet are absolutely killing already. And I've been in trainers. I dread to think if I'd actually dressed how I'm supposed to be at these events, or at least a little bit more appropriate footwear-wise. But yeah, it's been great. Um, the guys at the Crucible have been fantastic hosts. Um, the bar staff have been really, really friendly. The guys involved in the streaming have been class. The guys that are running the tournament, Robbie, has, has been superb. Um, Paul Star, the MC, has been fantastic. Um, and actually, meeting Helen Chamberlain today, the very, very first time I've ever met and worked with her, she has been unbelievable to be around just the energy the vibes she brings to the backstage area has, has been superb so yeah another day to go tomorrow really looking forward to it don't ask me to pick who i think i'm going to qualify because i just don't know it's so open
2: so i'm not but and just before we go to Wolverhampton, i'm not going to ask you to pick someone to qualify tomorrow but if i to ask for someone who is one to watch So, just thinking of numbers, performance, someone who's going to have a good run tomorrow, pitting one to qualify tomorrow is near impossible, especially from someone from online darts, because we know that never happens. (laughs) If we could pick one to watch, who would it be from Reading?
0: Well, I mean, if you, if you win the flyer and then you get beat in the semi-final of the first event, Colin McGarry has to be close because that's a lot of wins under your belt already. He's been up on stage. He's tasted victory. He's beaten Jim McEwen twice, who is playing some fantastic darts recently. Um, and you've got to really be keeping an eye on Kevin Burness as well. He's He's been pretty solid. He's he's done bits in the Live League recently. He's He's still in for this phase as well. I think he's already qualified for Champions Week. Um, just before the World Championships get going in, in the UK for the PDC. So yeah, that they're the ones to to keep an eye out tomorrow. And, and some of the older names as well, just just to see if they go and have a bit of a run. Mark Hilton has been fantastic company um, for the last two days. Um, actually told me that he, he sits and watches us on a Monday night. Um, poor bloke. Um, but there's been a few actually that, that have, have come up and, and said hello that have seen our stuff and are really happy that we're just there. So, yeah, they're the ones to keep an eye out. And, uh, yeah, we'll go again tomorrow, I guess.
2: Cheers, mate. And I think um, before we move on to Wolverhampton, I've told you numerous times this weekend, I'm very jealous that you're in Reading and seeing all the action. Um, But now I think it is time to move on to the slam and the 16 games that we've seen today, a lot to go through. And we'll start with... Nine holds a throw in a performance between Ryan Joyce and Stephen Bunting with Ryan Joyce coming through 5-4. Um Cam, your thoughts on this one? Um A very good start to the day from both players, but it was uh, Joyce who thumbed through in the end. Yeah, it's a cracking
1: start to the day, wasn't it? First game of the day, first game of the tournament and really, really good standard. Kicked it off perfectly, really. I mean, Stephen Bunting at his second highest average ever in a televised game uh, of 106.7 and managed to get beat and was never actually particularly that close to breaking Ryan Joyce at any point. We didn't have a break or throw at any point in the game. I think he had one dart at double top in the decider, Bunting, where he, he could have nicked it. But other than that, Joyce played really well on throw and Bunting was just really, really good all the way throughout. Um, a great start to the day.
2: And then moving on to game two, we had the Polish idol, one who has been in some fantastic form. Dobbs already nodding. The smile um, is going already yeah. straight away as soon as you mentioned it. <laughs> but, but before I go to Dob on this one, one one thing to touch on this: Retoisty was favourite and was definitely front favourite in this one. But coming up with then Schindler, who's also been in impressive form that he's had this year and been in very good form. Result in this one, probably not surprising. Still, very surprising for me. Dob, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, look, guys, if you want actual (laughs) in-depth insight into anything that's actually happened today, ask Cam, because he sat and watched a large majority of this session. I haven't seen it, so I'm reacting to the results pretty much the same way that you guys are. Um, And and Lee's absolutely hitting the nail on the head there. Christopher Ratajski, keep using the phrase, he's been a different animal on TV this year. And his first-round performances just keep getting solid. It's incredibly difficult to beat. It's incredibly difficult to break. Martin Schindler has been in superb form of late. So, to only chuck in an 81 average on his return to a big stage, don't get me wrong, solid performance from Retiski, 94 average, but it's not unbeatable at that point. So, a little bit disappointing from Schindler, like you said.
2: <sighs> totally agree. Surprised with the stall line. Very surprised with the stall line in this one. Um, but then, game three... When we talk about surprises, this one for me on Monday night and I'm sat here doing predictions with you, Mervyn King was down to finish top for myself and looks like, <laughs> I can't remember Dobbs' prediction, but looking at his face, it looks like very much the same. Cam, on this one, averages don't show it being as a great game and don't show it being as a great performance from Bradley Brooks. However, on debut at the Slam, to come away 5-1 victory against... Mervyn King, who is playing some good stuff at the moment. Not <laughs> there's not much more you can take away from Bradley Brutz for it. He won't mind what his average was at that point.
1: No, he won't care, one little bit. Um he thought he played he played pretty well. He did what he had to do. Merv was not at, he hasn't been at level uh he's been in the form of his life for the last sort of eighteen months, but he wasn't at that today. And Brooks did exactly what he needed to. It was just a bit of a clinic of seventy plus finishes, like he had Two seventy fours and a 76 in the middle of that game were took just took all three of them out and that, that kind of finished it off. Um, looked, looked pretty cool up there for his his first time up there at the Slam. I think us Blackman lads, we don't get too nervous. We just get on and track on normally, so
0: Because you don't expect anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We haven't You're grown... so, you, you are so used to the disappointment by now. It's been a long, long time since you were relevant. That's it. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to comment on that one. However, Tom, moving on to day number four, I don't think it would be right to bring in Dobbin at this stage to talk about James Wade losing 5-4. So I'm going to come back to you on this one, which for me, while I was watching this, there was only one winner and it was James Wade. And then what happened is Jim's, Jim Williams was the one who was able to take it and not only how bit of a win is it for Jim Williams on the stage, we know he can be a bit of a slow starter, but what a good position he puts him in for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah, really, really good win for him. Um, actually, I think, like you say, I think Wade, when he hits that 180 in the last leg, you kind of expecting that yeah. he's going to take that one or three out because it's just what James Wade does. And he couldn't do it. He didn't, to be honest, that visit, he didn't actually look like getting anywhere near it. and Williams cleaned it up first, start just to get it done. I think it's a massive, massive win. That um, I mean, even winning four legs is, isn't too bad in your first game. You can kind of get away with it, and he probably have taken that against Wade first up. But now it puts him in a really strong position to to try and move on. I can't believe you've not gone to go on this. Um, I think you've been far too nice because it's your I first, can't time it first time in the hot seat. You've been a little bit too nice.
2: I, the reason the reason I'm being a bit too nice, and uh, Dob, Dob will tell you as well, is because I've been uh, I've been I've been praising quite a lot about the work he's done, the seniors. I know how busy he's been today. So when I saw that Mervin Team and James Wade didn't win, and that Dob was turned <laughs> on the show tonight, I thought I can't adapt that to him. However. To be
0: fair, I'm more than happy to talk about James <laughs> Wade in a minute because he's playing rubbish. And I said I didn't expect a lot from him on Monday night. Mervyn King, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep about because that's just not on. But James Wade, look, this was the fear. When, when we spoke about it Monday night, I, I don't think I remember putting James Wade out of the group and it was for this this exact reason. He is struggling. He is struggling for form at a minute. He can't really kick on from that 90s average. And tonight without seeing it, but listening to the way you two have explained it, to be in a position where James Wade was always going to win the game and then lose it is the most inverse James Wade thing you've ever seen in your life. The amount of games he wins where he is never the guy that's about to win this but steals the last leg. He's made a living from that for the last 25 years, for Christ's sake. To lose that to a player that is notoriously a slow starter, hasn't had that much success in this event, entering as as a BDO representative in the past, despite having a fantastic amount of ability, that'll be a worry for James Wade because this is a tough, tough group now and um, needs a result against Boris and then anything can happen in in that final one. But to have to go to Rob Cross and get a result, which is potentially where this group is going to go, he's in a bit of trouble.
2: Yeah, I I agree on that. I think the only thing that may help is if Rob Cross is already through. And that's a if, because we know how the, the lead difference, Darwin will come on to uh, Rob Cross's win in a minute. But just one, one uh, bit of a word on Jim Williams. Um, we're talking about James Wade, and normally that's over the line at that And we talked about Jim Williams having a bit of a slow start. More on the basis of what we've seen in the live lead. We've seen him pick up the title before, but it's a bit of a slow start into the week. Um, what a win for Jim Williams. Is um, this afternoon, and then Lloyd says to Tam at the start, what a position he puts himself in, knowing that you would expect one more win would put him into the not dead stages.
1: Shows you the value of that competitive darts week in, week out. But yeah, I think without that, there's no way he goes in and wins today against Gentles.
2: And then before we move on to uh, the other four games on Saturday evening, let's hear from Jim Williams.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the Ali Pali. Um, if nothing else, it's experience for next year, in it? So, yeah, that's my plan.
0: Was that an easy decision to make because of everything no. that goes with it?
1: No. I mean, Lakeside is the best venue I've ever played in. That's a special place. Like, so, yeah, it wasn't easy,
2: but um, yeah, yeah, that's the way we're going. Yeah, thanks very much. So, no conversation there about the performance and you can see all that on our online Darts YouTube channel where you'll see the full interview from Jim Williams. But just on that point, very quickly, do you think it's the right decision? for yes or no Tom? Right decision?
1: Yeah, it's got to be for me.
0: Dob? Yeah, look, the minute you win a tour card, this is where you're going to be. That's where you've, you've set your stall out for the next two years. Um, if, if the WDF World Championship was before the PDC, then I'd Potentially could have seen him doing both, but the minute that falls a day afterwards, it's just not going to happen.
2: So then we had four games, four more games on Saturday afternoon. Um, very, very quick on this one because it was a uh, easy into victory for Rob Frost, coming through against Boris Turchmark, five nil, ease to victory. And then we'll probably know that a winner against Jim Williams will put him potentially into the next round because of the lead difference in this one would probably put him through. Then we saw Johnny Clayton beat Rusty Jake Rodriguez 5-3. Tam, in this one, we've seen Clayton miss the European Championships. We've seen him miss a couple of Pro events. Was this the Clayton you expected? Do you expect him to then push on?
1: Yeah, I think it was It was a solid start, wasn't it? He, he did what he needed to. He was impressive in, at times. Finishing again, as always, and I've, there's always a ton plus in there and then a couple of 180s to finish it off. But it was a solid start to the week and I think he'll he'll kick on from there and he's going to be very dangerous again.
2: And then, once then, I'll, st- I'll stay with you moving on to the next thing because Clayton didn't need to be 5 3 but then Derwin Price was pushed all the way in East game and then it's Nathan Rafter and in. The conversations we was having in the live with on our group, uh, WhatsApp group chats about the certain groups and who we expect to be a bit of a whipping boy. Nathan Nathan Rafferty certainly didn't prove that today and put up a great fight against Sterling Price.
1: He did. He did play re- really, really well. Uh, again, another person first time up there on the Grand Tom stage and he looked right at home. He looked like he was meant to be there and pushed right, right to the end. And to be honest, he.
2: He could have nicked it at the end. Could have nicked it. Potentially should have nicked it. But we are now going to hear from Derwin Price. And I've already heard this interview. And it certainly feels like that Derwin Price didn't feel like he was just playing one player on the stage (laughs) and he was playing a few (laughs) other people. Let's hear from Derwin Price now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's difficult playing, you know, especially Nathan, I think, played really well you know, in the middle part of the game. You know, it's hard enough playing him and playing the crowd, but then you hear his manager in the background. Who's, he's louder than the crowds. I mean, Jesus,
2: I mean, if you if, if want to do that, fair play. But yeah, I, I go over the winning line. It was a bit sticky, but yeah, I, I could have lost that game. But um, if I did lose, it was because of my own fault. So, once again, controversial comments from Derwin Price-Dob. Shock. Um, on this, yeah, On this one, it's not... And um, water is wet. Yeah, we've heard him... However, what I will say, we've heard him talk about the uh, his opposition player. We've heard him talk about the fans before. I've got a feeling this is the first about talking about <laughs> the players' manager. I'm not sure about you, but I'm sure it is.
0: To be fair... In that position where your friends and family and, and those guys sit just to the, the left of the walk-on, if you're looking at the stage face-on from the crowd, they're not a million miles away and you can be pretty vocal and you can be heard. There's been moments where, humble little brag, I've watched back games where I've been at and you can hear me specifically shouting for certain players at places like the match play and that venue is much, much louder than Wolverhampton. So if it's constant, if it's consistent, fair enough. But You've won, you've got away with it. I, I just don't see why you need to keep coming up with these little jibes and, and quips like move on, be bigger and go, You tried that, it failed. You, you don't need to to throw shade at every opportunity you've got. And someone replied to it on Twitter going, Girl in Price needs some media trading. He, he just needs somebody there next to him going, Is that a good idea? Is that the right sort of thing? Oh, yeah. from our point of view, a hundred percent not. Because then I'm saying going, Oh yeah, price one five four, we move on. And I don't get to talk about this we don't get an interview clip. We don't get the traction. We don't get the reaction and whatever. And and from a media, we're we're always going to want something other than just the darts because it often delivers even bigger talking points. But from his point of view, after you've had the year that you've had as world champion, where you haven't won a a TV title since the World – no, not the World Cup. Not won a TV title since you won the World Championship – You've had a bit of up and down, you've had your injury, you've, st- you've had your battle with the crowd again, which seemed to have disappeared for all, obviously, because there's no crowd through COVID, but even then when fans came back, it wasn't there to start with. That sort of re-emerged its ugly head in Leicester. I just think he needs to pick his battles a little bit more.
1: He just needs someone behind the camera just up there going, no, just stop now. Stop talking yeah. for a second.
0: Which well, I've seen from other people. I've tried to take players on nights out afterwards. This manager in the background, no, it's not happening. You're not going. And yeah. that's it. They they do as they told. And look, they were all Gohan Price, fantastic guy, player, award number one, world champion. You don't get there without some sort of ability and something about you. And he's been in professional sporting environment before. As a rugby player, that, that story is well known. So he, he knows what he can and can't do. But at the same time, I just think, there is a there is a little bit of a difference between that rugby environment and that darts environment, and I still think those wires get crossed a little bit for going price.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the, just one point on that for me is that the pitting the battles, there's a, the media training stuff, you know I don't agree with you on that dog because for us it's perfect. The one thing for me is pitting your battles, it's your first aim, you've come through it as as I expected to come through it, but it seems like straight away you try and set the fans on your back night one or day one, and... We've seen it end well in Wolverhampton before, but it's not always going to end that way if the fans are on your back from the start. So there's a, we know he's potentially got a difficult run if it's in-depth for the groups, and it's it's just one of them that I think tonight today it was a, a strange comment to make um, on day one. But moving on to the final dame of the day, and I'll come back to you, Tam, on this one. So we had Chris late call up and to the slam, replacing Dimitri in some fantastic form. Um, seen on his socials that he was away in Malta, I believe, this week, but travelled back on the Thursday or Friday um, to play in this event. Would have gone into this game as favourite, but finds himself um, defeat to Robert John Rodríguez 5-3. Yeah,
1: he was probably not quite at as we've seen from Derby recently in the way he played, but I think it would probably be a little bit unfair to to focus anywhere other than Roby Jones, to be honest. I thought he was fantastic. He's kicked off with five perfect darts in the first leg and kind of just went on from there. He could have broken again. He could have broken in leg two. He could have been three, four nil up quite easily early on. Um, but I think 5-3 didn't actually flatter him at all in the end. Um, I thought he, he, was, he was fantastic. And Doby wasn't a million miles off where he needs to be and he's still right in there with three legs in his first game.
2: Yeah, and it is one of them that liked all up. Not sure how much preparation he's had for this event. Um, Obviously, been away in Malta, but how much preparation he's had for it. And hopefully, we'll see an improved derby in the, the levels we've saw, um, at, like I says, across the past few months on the Pro Tour. So then moving on to the evening session. Uh, and, Dob, we'll come to you on this one. Gabriel Clemens, 5-1 winner, against Mike Didetta. Clemens winning it with a tonne. Uh, impressive from the German. We saw the that Dedetted that into seven perfect darts and a very very unlucky eighth dart for me deflected into. It was yeah yeah. They so, I haven't
1: really got enough credit for that on on the commentary to be fair.
2: No, I didn't think they did. If you looked at it as a picture, it looked like a really bad dart. However, yeah. you could hear the deflection as it happened. But overall, uh your thoughts on this one, Doc?
0: Look at. I ex- it's difficult to expect it more because I'm just looking at this from a stats base. I still haven't quite finished in Reading at this point. So to lose 5-1, disappointing, especially after knocking out Adrian Lewis and Kim Hybrex to get here for Mike Decker. He, he seems to have turned a four, uh, corner recently with his form. 94 average, though. Can't really be shrugged at. Clemens only a 96, so it's just those key moments he's lost the battle in there. Um, gets to go again, obviously, because this is a group stage. If this was a knockout, he obviously really disappointed straight away, but gets another chance. The leg difference might be an issue later on in the group, um, but he just has to put that right in the next game and and hope it's not too much of a factor.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. And then game number two, Cam, Jose De at five, and Matt Campbell, one. So this was probably, looking at it for me, this was potentially the group of death. In regards to all four players, we know what we've got in Group H with the three standout players in there. But for the four, it was a very hard one to pick. Uh, Jose doing Jose uh, things then, leaving 54 and then double 14, double 13. So, um, I'm assuming it wasn't intentionally. Um, no, I don't exactly.
0: no, he, he, did say, he did say afterwards he went for the single 14. And yeah, I think the fact he that he
1: got very confused after it as to what he had left and it took him a while to get his head round it probably showed that it wasn't well, quite intentional, that one, but...
2: They were very clinical two darts anyway at the double. if he wasn't aiming for it. Yes, them. they were. Um, on this one, though, uh, not just a Jose performance, but for me anyway, expected a lot more from Matt Campbell on debut.
1: Yeah, he didn't really get out the blocks, did he? And he got behind early because of that. And I think that was like where he probably struggled a little bit. And once Jose was ahead, he kind of just ran away with it, but... Yeah, he didn't start overly well, Campbell. How was it the one one in the first leg, which almost looked like he went single five, treble twenty, double eighteen? I, I don't think he did, but it was that far into the single five that it looked almost like he'd gone that way. Um, and then we saw him go for the three tops again on Shanghai. The second dart, uh, the first one went in, and then the second one nearly it got him. Reading, I think um, <laughs> it was that far away. <laughs> Um yeah but other than that he played pretty well to be honest.
2: And then moving on to contender for Dame of the Night um I spoke to Dob potentially just before this one or maybe just after on the phone just uh, after this one I think just after um but with this one I say potentially Dame of the Night because we're another one to another one later on that is certainly in the mix. What a performance for me for Mentor Sulovic, considering this was a player who was at question mark about three months ago to see if this guy would continue on the tour, probably down into next year. What a performance from the uh, the gentle, though.
0: Yeah, he just had a bit of a hiatus mid-year, didn't he? There were there were things going on, a little bit concerned about COVID still. Um, but he's returned with a bang, and that's a very, very good win against an, an informed Luke Comfries on the TV at the minute. 101 average from Luke and he loses five three. Um, still in the hunt, but like I said, it, it is a tough group. Um it's one of them where you're just looking at players that that can beat each other all over the place. So big, big game against Matt Campbell for him tomorrow. Mensah versus Jose. Anything could happen in that one. Um and and see how the rest of it plays out. But yeah, look, Luke Humphreys is, is playing fantastic darts on the on the telly at the minute. Just the one one eighty from him was a little bit of a shock to three from Mensah. Um, can Menso keep this up for the entire tournament we've seen it before match play against Gary Anderson in that final he was superb getting there Champions League winner as well um, let's see if the same is still there because in his interview that's on our YouTube channel he says he's only about 80% of his old self at the minute um, so go ahead and check that one out if you get a chance
2: yeah, totally. And on moving on to the next game, I apologise, Tam, because we've just onto a contender t- for dame of the tournament, and then potentially <laughs> one of the poorest games we hopefully will see this weekend and the standard will get a lot better. But it was Darry Anderson who came through a five-one winner against um, as we was aware before the tournament, uh injured Joe Davis.
1: Yeah, um it was it's the one game that I wrote very little down as we were watching it, other than the fact that Joe Davis looks like he's really, really struggling. And he looked like he was struggling even more. So anytime he had to switch down the board, he was so low on the travel 19 every time. It looked like it was even harder for him to throw it down with, with the elbow injury. So, yeah, it was, it was tough for him, obviously, because he's, he's clearly in a lot of pain. It's not... He probably shouldn't be there, probably shouldn't be playing, but you're not you're not going to give up the opportunity, are you? Unless you absolutely cannot let go of the dart. And Gary just did what he had to and, and kind of got, didn't have to raise his level too high and got himself through.
2: Yeah, it, it, it was. You're you spot on with that one. It's a very difficult one to sort of analyse because of the injury to, to Joe and the performance then from Gary. it seemed to, I've got feeling if Joe would have stepped it up a level, we might have seen a better performance from Gary, but He'd done what he had to do to get through that one, and then moving on to Dame number five, Dob, was the whitewash from MVG against Lisa Ashton.
0: Yeah, two whitewashes in this group, starting with MVG, and look, even if even if Lisa produced the best game we've ever seen her play on TV, or got close to that hundred average we've seen from her uh, previously against Aaron Bean at the UK Open. Just not sure it would have been enough to beat Michael Van Gerwen tonight. He's in fantastic form. Uh, Michael Bridge, in his interview afterwards, has said, is he nearly back? And Michael's bullishly like, no, I am back. There's no nearly. He believes he is back and ready to start picking up titles. Obviously won the... Um, Gibraltar. That's the one, Gibraltar. Um, playing well, obviously, Clearly. Averages are flying up. They're staying up as well. There's no indifferent performances really backing it up at the minute. Michael um, Van Gogh is peaking his form once again at the right time of the year.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it's hard not to see him um, progressing far in this one and players. And if we see him pick up one of those two, he's certainly going to be favourite, if not one of those, for the world title. And then um, in that group and staying in that group, Cam, we saw... Joe Joel get the better of John Anderson with a 5-0 win. Uh, this was a group where it, we said on Monday on the live lounge that it seemed a bit easier to pick this one and we expected two to one away. We've not seen anything different with the two favourites winning 5-0. How uh, hey, would you sum up that Joe Tulland performance?
1: I thought he was very good. Um, I, I don't think he had to be at his very best, but he's still was pretty much around the 99 average, I think. It was pretty solid. There were four 180s in there, if I remember rightly as well. And he, I thought he was quite impressive, to be honest. Um, medium-sized John wasn't really at it, but Cullen looked good and it looks like, I mean, the risk of slightly going too far ahead here, that sets up a cracker for tomorrow, that one.
2: Yeah, it's it certainly does that. And, and for me, it sets it up... Um, for both sides, we've we've got two players who are obviously coming off the bat of five 0 wins. The reverse of that, we've got two players who know not only do they need to win that game, but probably need to win it convincingly to put themselves in a a good position down into then um, which will be Tuesday night's action. So it sets up a dud group with that being as it is with the two dames to meet at that stage. Then Dame number seven, the penultimate dame of the night, dub we had Fallon Sherratt, and against the out of sorts peter wright um but it was peter wright who eased the victory in this one and with plenty of missed starts at a double from both players and and if you take them missed starts at a double out of this it's a very very good day but the amount of missed starts from both players certainly had an impact on that average and overall the day did the
0: fallon sherrick
2: play tonight sky should have let us know (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the uh, montage at one o'clock or five past one Good enough for you though another I'm one like,
0: no, we I, spent, a I spent all day watching TV NILA, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no look um, straighter barrel dart they look like they're a little bit more tapered at the front but the barrel looks very very similar to what we used to see in Peter Wright win events with this year um being able to win a game on TV or the opening game on TV where he's had such a bad run recently, where amazingly for once, all of the attention is on his opponent, suited Peter Wright in this moment completely because he can ease himself into the tournament. So good win, good leg difference, can start to build. And actually, if, if a Peter Wright turns up averaging 96 for the entire tournament over a really long format, it's going to be incredibly difficult to beat as well. He's got the pedigree, he's got the ability. He mentioned it in his pre-match interview that he proved everybody wrong and he, he gets in trouble for talking, he gets in trouble for not talking. But if he wants to turn up and win things at a canter, he will do like he did at the match play. And he's threatened to do it again. And he called it before the match play, so who am I to say, No, you're not going to do that again this time?
1: Yeah, he called it and he sort of like sheepishly called it in the interview before the game. But then after the game, he was like, Right, I'm having this now, and I'm. I'm doing it. I'm not, I'm still not sure he will. I'm not sure he's playing well enough to do that yet, but he played well enough tonight to to beat Fallon, who wasn't probably quite at her best, a bit like Lisa as well. Maybe a bit of the attention was just a little bit too much this time. But yeah, I think
0: well, it's, it's still it, a 90 yeah.
1: average, but it's one from nine on the double. So yeah.
0: even if that goes up to somewhere near 50% where you expect the top guys and girls to be, that's. Four legs that she might have got on the board potentially, and the yeah. average starts to creep up a little bit as well if those doubles are missed in, in batches. So, look, Peter Wright is a quality performer. Fallon has been there, done that, she's up there for a reason, and, and all the hype around her is there for a reason. Um, it's just if she can get that going because the short format does suit her, let's not forget that. Yeah. She's been in the I, live, I really wanted her to
1: win today, well, like,
0: I'm Peter Wright's form would have be. dictated that as well, but I think there's a little bit of role reversal there. Um, didn't quite go Fallon's way at the World Series finals either. So, um, yeah, good win for Snakey. Um, and on to the last game, Lee.
2: Yeah, on to, on to the last game. And it's only fair on this one to Delta Tam. As I said earlier on, we come to you for one of the contenders of the night. Dame-wise, it's only fair to Delta Tam for me what was the game of the night. But certainly in the midst of being a contender with the return of Barney on a TV stage and... We see Michael Smith hitting doubles under pressure. Overall, turned it into a very, very good uh, route down.
1: It was. It was kind of back and forth. We had breaks either way. Um, it, was, it was a really good watch, really enjoyable game to watch. Both played well. And Michael Smith hitting that dart under pressure when he needed it, and the last leg to take out 25 clinically, to be fair, two darts and get rid of it. thought it was a, it was a great game. Scoring was good the doubling was pretty good from both as well and it's just a shame we couldn't just get Gileth Eaton in quickly to have a talk about his boy but he is in America at the moment so we'll have to let him off But and he's um, had a
0: wine and we know what happens when we drink and try and do this show so yeah. that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about
1: I've never had a drink on this show
2: no never Cam never me no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will swiftly move on so as normally with a fallout bar, we want to keep it short and sweet, give you a bit of a uh, run through of the nights, the days and nights action as we have at the Grand Slam, and then preview the next day. What I'm going to do for you now is just run through tomorrow's features for you. And then, Cam and Dob, I'm going to give you a bit of prep time here before I run through the fixtures. I want a standout game for you from the afternoon session, and a standout game for you from the evening session, and a prediction within that game. So you can play. Uh, quite well here and Peter Dame that you've already got prediction ready for <laughs> or you can actually go for your standout Dame in the afternoon and prediction ready for you think we've actually done some yeah. work ahead of this that's why I'm going to give you a couple of minutes while I run through the fixtures for tomorrow so you can have a bit of prep time on this so tomorrow afternoon we'll have Martin Schindler taking on Nathan Rafty Mervin King taking on Rusty Jade Rodriguez James Wade taking on Boris Turchmar. And Chris Dolby taking on Stephen Bunting. Then we have Ryan Joyce and Roby John Rodriguez. Rob Cross takes on Jim Williams. Derwin Price takes on Christoph Rotoisti, And Johnny Clayton will take on Bradley Brooks. And then we will move on to the evening session. And I will say this is the first session of the week where I will be in the venue. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. We have Lou Tomfrey stating on Matt Campbell. Barney takes on Joe Davis. John Anderson um, will play Lisa Ashton. felon Sherrith will return to the Wolverhampton stage to take on Mike Didetta. Jose D'Souza takes on Menzel Sulovic. Darry Anderson takes on Michael Smith. Peter Wright, Gabriel Clemens. And to end the night, we have the two 5-0 winners from tonight's session, Michael Van Derwen, taking on Joe Cullen. So, firstly, I will come to Tam, as it's only fair, Odess, as we've, as we've mentioned a couple of times, Dob has been in Reading. All our eyes have been on the seniors for Dob today. So, we'll come to you first, Tam. Afternoon session. Stand out, Ty, and your prediction on that one, please, mate.
1: I'm, I'm going to go for a little bit of a, a left-field one-on-one that I think probably could well be the game of the day in the afternoon. That's Ryan Joyce against from Roby John Rodriguez after what we saw today from both of them. I think that's going to be an absolute cracker and I think that we're going to see Roby John just nick it, but I think it might be another one that we see go
2: 5-4. Dob?
0: I don't know how many words it is, but the Polish eagle will soar. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> Why
2: did I ask? That's I it. it. Tom, there are
0: some. There are some absolute powers. Mervyn King is in a lot of trouble against Rusty Jake Rodriguez after his heavy loss today. Wadey needs a result. Dobie Bunting, two players that we mentioned earlier, should have record. been competing for top spot in that group. That's pretty much a shootout for one goes home at the minute because one of them will be on two losses. To get through on two loss at the Grand Slam, it's not impossible. It Doesn't happen very often. Might mean you are sneaking through a nine dart shootout or leg difference. So whoever loses that, they want it to go to a last leg decider, no matter what. Johnny Clayton, Bradley Brooks, that's all right. Rob Cross, Jim Williams, but yeah, Christoph go in prize. two players in the top ten players in the world right now. I think Rottarski is certainly climbing and getting close to that mark, um, and the Polish
2: eagle will soar. I up. knew, I knew. Sure. Come on. I knew it was impossible to ask Dom for one game. He's just wheeled no. off. <laughs> he, he, he of off, off seven. The only one he hasn't was the one that Cam said, I think. I
1: think he was.
2: <laughs> I'm just covering all bases. <laughs>
1: come on, he was, he, I think he's just done that to get out of actually giving us a prediction on what score he's going to win by.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, think
1: yeah. I have two. Five, six. There we go.
2: There we go. Um, Tom, I'll come to you first. The reason I'm coming to you first and then is does if I don't, Dog will pick all eight days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'll just pick one. <laughs> so, Cam, coming to you first, game of tomorrow night. And make, make sure it's a 5-4, because I want 8 tomorrow 5-4s tomorrow night. So uh...
1: Yeah, you want to get your money's worth? Um, <laughs> you. Yeah, I think game of the night is going to be by far the best game to watch of the lot. Well, there's two there that are both going to be good. but No, no, you've uh, pick one. Gary there's Anderson no
0: against Michael
1: abuse, Smith. you got to pick one. No, I'm only picking one. I'm saying there's two there that will be really good to watch. I'm going to pick the, probably not the one that you might have thought, of. I'm going Gary Anderson, Michael Smith, because it's just going to be a beautiful watch. Just quick players, 180s flying in. I think we'll see a cracking game. and I do think we might just see another 5-4 with that one. Two, Oh,
2: After
1: tonight. Yeah,
0: he didn't have to do anything tonight, though. Ga- to be fair, Gando normally has one absolute stinker in this sort of format on the doubles, and that was tonight. Yeah. Was five from 22.
2: Cam, just, just to let you know, Moriacham wasn't sliding your pick, because if there's someone in, uh, online online who can't slide anyone picks, I'm sure it's me. <laughs> Man. So, before we carry on with that, Dob, just one. <laughs> just one from... Sunday night.
0: Cam said there's two good-looking games, and I'm going to ignore the second one for something that won't be as pleasing on the eye, but will be a good scrap. Jose D'Souza against Menzel Sulovic.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. It,
0: it, it won't be a
1: get-up, attack
0: game where it's the most pleasing on the eye, but the numbers will be great. There'll be twists and turns, there'll be miscounts. there'll be little moments of a ag- head nodding from mensso. Go on a little bit of rocking from Jose. I need some more Lucas said um and Menso is going to win five
1: three Mensor played fairly quick today, actually need
0: uh,
2: so yeah. you need to, you need to add But there's three. still
0: time for you think about his
2: you need to you, calm, Gary you need... last year. Tam yeah. you need to add you need to add at the end of that sentence for him. He played fairly yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. So everything's <laughs> relative. <but I> mean. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't at the rapid pace, but it was for uh mentor. So we've covered today's action, we have covered partially what the pits are for tomorrow. Dob's pits all late, obviously, in tomorrow afternoon sessions to be Dame of the afternoon. Dob's not going to see any of them because he's going to be in Reading. And make sure you are following on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for all the updates from Dob, uh, from Reading. And as we have the final uh, final days qualifying... Um, and, Dob, who, who was your one to watch then? I apologise for...
0: Colin McGarry. I'm just still... Hiding by the fact you mentioned Facebook and Instagram, and I forgot we have three social media channels today because <laughs> uh, we just done
1: everything on Twitter. Yeah,
0: well, the thing is, I've been on our Twitter, I've been on the world seniors' Twitter, I've helped out the guys at Jennings, and actually, Target have a lovely photo of the new Aspar boards. And I'm very pleasantly surprised about how that turned out because that how was are me too.
1: how are they holding up, mm-hmm. by the way?
0: They're playing really well, I think they're playing all right. Yeah. Um, that there's yeah. definitely an improvement on the Pro Tour it's previous predecessor yeah. in that range. Um The fact that they turn and they look the same is, is fantastic. I really like the number. Yeah, like, they slot I in like. pretty well. Um Yeah, I haven't seen too many complaints or issues with them. You, you get the odd hard one, you get the odd soft one, but if we're getting a batch of 30 or so in that we are, you're going to get the odd one.
1: Yeah, of course It's
0: just the way boards are manufactured. So, yeah, I've, I've yeah. been pretty impressed with them.
1: I uh, might, that might be my next one. I need a new board of lines a bit now because I've so. had a truck on
0: them as well. Myself and uh, a couple of the guys, Paul Starr got his darts out for a bit, uh, Robbie Long got his out, and um, even got Helen Chamberlain firing
2: in a ton. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, for reading updates, if you haven't got Twitter, make sure you do it as everything will be on there. And he might put some on Facebook and uh, I'll Instagram try, Twitter. I'll try. <laughs> But Twitter is a must if you haven't done it already. Make sure you have because Dob will put everything on there for you. Thank you as always to Boyle Sports who are sponsoring the Fallout Bar this week. Um, thank you very much, Tam and Dob. As we are about to hit midnight on this Saturday night, thank you all for joining us, and we will be back tomorrow for the Fallout Bar. Good night, gentlemen.